These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kloris, and here with me today are my favorite funny people, Alexandria Sweat. Hi, George. And Abigail Williams. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing this week? I'm doing well. See, I didn't surprise or spoil Abigail this week. Yeah, it could have been anybody. It could have been anyone, guys. I was just thinking, I'm always second to Alex from George, except for last week when she was gone, and I was thinking she's his true favorite funny person, and I'm his second favorite funny person. Abigail, no, he's saving the best for last. Oh girl. wow, that is so gracious. It is totally fine. You're my certainly favorite. alphabetical. No, A- uh-huh. okay, just let's keep going. I'm talking about Sweats and Williamses. Oh, he's going oh. last name. Yeah. Oh, fair. That's, like that's totally fair. That's like official. Yeah, that's professional. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Each week we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're going to share a story and then pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week I'm laughing and cringing at raw meat on the baggage carousel. Ooh. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. How about you, George? Frogs playing poker. <laughs> okay. All right. What about you, Alexandria? The world's longest album release. (laughs) I know exactly what that's about. I do not. George, what are you going to vote for? Oh, wait, don't ask me. I'm asking you. But I was going to go with whatever you picked. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Alex, what are you voting with? Okay, you said meat on a conveyor in a... Raw meat on a baggage carousel. I'm intrigued. I kind of want to vote for yours. I don't know. What do you guys think? I know you're talking about the man that will be known as Yi or Ye. I'm not quite sure how he plans to pronounce <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think enough people talk about him, so I'm good talking about raw meat. <laughs> Imagine being stood up as an artist by raw meat. That's where we are. <laughs> that album is long AF. For sure. It's, it wouldn't have taken you so long to release it if you had just released half of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very deeply personal letter that maybe could have stayed in his journals. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Let's do it. Here we go. Raw chicken has ended up on Seattle Airport's baggage carousel. As if Ew. Seattle has not had what? enough problems, this just A TSA agent said in an Instagram post that the chicken had apparently been in a cooler in checked baggage, but had come free of its container at some point and ended up as a mass of raw meat on the baggage claim carousel at Seattle Tacoma International Airport. (laughs) Somebody said, we hear at one time these wings and thighs were cooped up in a cooler somewhere between baggage and the carousel. They became free range. <laughs> oh my god, That's the good. salmonella. Oh my god. I'm disgusted even thinking about it. Then the TSA jumps in on the puns and says, Don't wing your travel packing. 
In order to keep from ruffling any feathers, meat should be properly packaged. Ice or dry ice is permitted to keep the flock chilled. After all the crap TSA gives us, I find these corny, jokey statements from them to be baffling. Do you think they'd be more accommodating if you were to pun at them while they treated you like a criminal because you wanted to go visit your grandma? I really doubt it. (laughs) When you are at the checkout point, you show them your ID and everything. You give them ID air you tug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they'll love it. Let her through. Let her through. That's exactly what will happen. Yeah, for sure. Walk around the detector. (laughs) We don't even need you to take your shoes off, ma'am. You can keep your belt. That's what was making me laugh this week. The idea of going to pick up my luggage and as I'm going to reach for my purple bag, accidentally touching some raw meat that I don't even <laughs> want to know what it smells like. I'm disgusted. And this Who's is why we're going that white I would everywhere. never, ever claim what? that That's I was the one meat. who brought raw chicken. Just rinse it off in the sink. and That, it wasn't cooled anymore. No! Yeah, you'll cook away all the germs. No. No. And what person is taking raw chicken on an airplane? Where are you That's going? That's what I'm curious You know what it about. is. It's chicken. It's chicken. It's, it's not someone like it's like... visiting their child who married a vegan, and they know they're not going to have any good food in the house. So they're like, you know what? I'm going to bring a case of chicken with me so I have something to eat. So you can't go to a grocery store? There are no stores? at Some the people even- are like, the chicken here at the Piggly Wiggly in my neighborhood <laughs> is the best chicken. Get out of here. <laughs> if you get off of you don't think that's a plane and you get out in the airport, you are going to pass some sort of grocery store. I just don't think there's any chicken out there. I don't think that Piggly Wiggly chicken or Publix chicken, anyone's chicken I don't is care worth. If you got this chicken straight off the farm, they're right. wings and thighs. They have those everywhere. You have contaminated. Shut down the airport. That's how I feel because you <laughs> shut down the airport. airport. It's not an airport. Good ass, George. <laughs> <laughs> Just hearing that stresses me out. Now I'm thinking about going to Hartsfield International. Who's got chicken? Whose chicken is getting loose? But what food, if you did see it loose on the conveyor belt, would you take? Chocolate. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. M&M's? Yeah. It would have to be wrapped. Maybe an edible arrangement. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's my bouquet of pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A good basket of chocolate-covered strawberries and stuff. Mm, like That would be yes. a great thing to steal from the carousel. Yeah, just, that yeah. would be fine. Raw chicken, that's a hard no for me. Pass. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I see how speciesist you continue to be. Okay, wow. I'm a non-rancidist. Non-rancidist? <laughs> that's what I'm claiming, and I'm sticking with that. No care if it offends anyone. Not a drop of care. The rancidists yeah. are going to come after you on Twitter. You better Do watch not out. Care. Come at me. Come at me. <laughs> Abigail, I co-sign. I will be on that side with you. Thank you. We are going to play another game, and the task has fallen to me to provide the game. Last time I came up with the game, we did Kiss, Kill, or Banish, which I really enjoyed. But this week, I'm going to give us two options in our game instead of three. We're going to play a little round of Would You Rather. 
Ooh. Ooh. Throwback. I tried to choose questions that would cater to our vibe. So let's just see how this goes. Would you rather be an extra in an Oscar winning movie or the lead in a box office bomb? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I can speak for this from a very personal place because I was missing last week because I was being an extra on set and being an extra is extra. I just want to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> no shade to the people that make it work and have fun with it, but I would rather be lead in a flop because at least your check is going to be better. Mm-hmm. At least I will be compensated for my flop as opposed to just being treated badly. For sure. Right. <laughs> on this Oscar winning film that nobody's going to really know I was in anyway. Right. George, what do you think? Well, I don't want to be an actor, so I <laughs> would rather be the extra on the Oscar-winning film. Oh. Say this. I would rather be the lead in a box office bomb just because there's still an opportunity for me. Somebody out there will be like, she was so awful, but she's noteworthy. People know who she is. Let's I give her another chance. Yeah, I was going to say Scarlett Johansson. Anyone you can think of. Has a box office bomb that they love and they're Carey. still around. That's right. You know, and you uh, maybe not a great example. <laughs> Would you rather find a rat in your kitchen or a roach in your bed? Oh my god! I can. Ooh. Alex just grabbed her chest in horror. <laughs> <laughs> I own restaurants, and I would definitely rather find a roach in my bed than a rat in one of my kitchens. That's fair. Same. That's fair. What about your personal kitchen? If there's a rat in my kitchen, my dog's going to freak out, and I'm going to have to get a broom, and <laughs> that's all very stressful. The roach okay. is really easy to take care of. Okay. George, exactly. Right there with you. The level of energy it takes to deal with the rat. I'll freak out initially when I see the roach in my bed. It's a little, like, yeah. just like I grab my chest. However, after I take about five breaths, maybe a puff of something. I will be able to grab some paper towel. You need some tissue and a sandal. Tell me that you are going to wash your sheets before you get They may get thrown away or burnt, but that's a whole... (laughs) Move out of the house afterwards. Fair enough, fair enough. Those are fair answers. I'm going to take it into another direction. Would you rather sip gin with Ryan Reynolds or shoot tequila with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Can I have tequila with Ryan Reynolds? No. Then it's The Rock. George, get out of my head because I want tequila with The Rock too. Like, no. I don't want to swap them though. No, you can well, have no. tequila with The Rock. With no, me. you can have tequila with The Rock. Ryan um, Reynolds. Let's has go have started... tequila shots with The Rock, Alex. Ryan Reynolds has started his own gin business. Celebrities are doing this. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a trend that's happening where they're starting their own alcohol lines. Dwayne has been bragging about his tequila for a while. He says it's some of the best out there. He's done all the research. We've bought his tequila. It's Terramana. It's fine. It's not my favorite brand, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It's better than a lot. I'm not a gin drinker, so I don't care what Ryan Reynolds makes. I ain't drinking that. I don't like gin. Yeah, I can't yeah. even with gin. It's just bad. Gin does make you sin, and I have stories. I can't say <laughs> here, but just know your girl has been through some things with gin. So it's tequila all day. But I've been there with tequila, too, but I can bounce back. Oh, I've been there with tequila, but I can't even with gin. Next question. Would you rather be in jail for five years or be in a coma for a decade? Coma. Why? Why a coma? Ten well, years. I wouldn't know the difference. 
And <laughs> jail is my nightmare. Oh, really? Yeah. I went there for a minute once, and I did not care for it. And did I'm you? not planning on going There's back. the whole story that the way George is looking at us when he says this story <laughs> is worth noting. I'll say that. A smirk on his face. There's a knowing look I can't quite describe. Alex, how about you? And there's no third option. Okay, let's Dead. see. Uh, <laughs> Dead forever. Oh, we. this was a doozy. I may know things about jail because, you know, life experiences. A coma, at least I can, like, be, like, in a bed. I feel like at least it's about me healing. As exactly. To- I love that. I love that. And you um, don't know, like George said. You don't know. You don't know. I mean, it sucks for your family, but it's not like jail exactly. is great for your family. I go to sleep in my 30s and I wake up in my 40s. That's a shock. Yeah, but you haven't aged. I mean, you've been in a coma, so you still look. Oh, is exactly. that real? Is that real? I, I think so. I've completely changed. The prison system and the way it's set up is going to make you need 10 years worth of therapy anyway. Probably. That's probably mm, fair true. enough. No, I think that's fair. <laughs> Last, not least, would you rather be always stuck in traffic but find a perfect parking spot or never hit traffic but it always takes forever to park and it's a bad spot. God. No traffic, especially here, is a lovely option. And I could use a walk. I would add some steps. So I'm going to take no traffic. <laughs> I'm going to go with you. I really hate traffic and have arranged my entire life around it. So I would give up good parking for no traffic. Fair. My life is already that way. I take every alternate route I can find to avoid traffic because I'm just too old for traffic. So I'm with you. Yeah, you're too old for traffic. I'm too old for this. All right. Well, thank you guys for playing. Would you rather? Let's move on. Our sage mage Alexandria is back this week, and it is time for her to share some wisdom with our listeners. Abigail, what do you have for Alexandria this week? Alexandria, I received this question for you, and as I read it, I was a little disturbed by it. This woman says, my husband comes from a family of practical jokers. When I first married, she put in quotation marks, Vince. I tolerated it. Vince. Vince, okay. (laughs) However, after my sister-in-law, quote-unquote, Vicky, sent a stripper to my office as a birthday surprise, (laughs) (laughs) I asked her politely and firmly to stop. All my request did was provoke her to continue hounding me and to escalate the jokes. Mm -hmm. Her last joke was the last straw. Vince and I had planned a dream vacation to Europe. Vicky called our travel agent and attempted to modify our plans over the phone to a different location entirely, (laughs) hoping that we wouldn't notice until we got off the plane. Luckily, our travel agent is a friend of mine and knew it wasn't me and ended the call. If we had gone through a generic agency, we may have ended up traveling to Iceland instead of Spain. My husband and I were not amused. We don't know what to do. Help, please. Sincerely, dump the diva. <laughs> dump the diva. Oh, my God. Divorce the family. You <laughs> I'm going to tell you, look, I'm married to a practical joker. I don't know if it's the Aries in me. I don't know what it is. I love being silly. I love a good ha-ha. But when it comes to practical jokes interfering with my real life, 
I sometimes can't tell when you're messing with me. So if you're messing with me right now, I need to fix the situation. Divorce the family. It's not worth it. You could work it out. Boundaries are good. Yeah, maybe I'll tell you to do that. Do the healthy thing. Establish boundaries. But when it gets to the like rearranging trips and I might end up in another place, that is when you go too far. And y'all gotta That's stop way too so much. Far. That's <laughs> outrageous. How do you think I'm not gonna figure that out in the airport? When they print my boarding pass and it says Iceland, I'm not gonna be like, What? I would be devastated, livid, and so many bad. other things. That represents such a financial burden. They don't have bookings in Iceland. They've already paid, I would assume, for this crap in Spain. It's a bit much, but it sounds to me like Vicky's a good time. Oh, the my God. The stripper at the office is hilarious. That's hilarious. Bad. They could have gotten her fired. Right. That would have been an unfortunate side effect. And wow. you know what? I think that's my problem with Dump the Diva is there's a lot of shoulda, what if. Oh, what if we've gone to Iceland? Well, Iceland, A, is beautiful. B, you would have met Bjork, okay. right? But you didn't Get also. Out. Like, George, you didn't get fired. George, this is insane. If you're thinking insane and you end up in Iceland, I'm not going to enjoy it. On principle, I'm going to hate every second mm-hmm. of it. You cannot look principle. on the brighter side this one. No. Mm-mm. Divorce the family or yeah, set boundaries, whatever. You cause stress. And you sound like a terror. Yeah, she sounds like a terror. (laughs) All right, Alex, I've got a question for you. All right. This one is from Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Dear Alex, long story short, my mom stole my boyfriend, and now they're getting married. What? The night of her bachelorette party, I got a little drunk. Okay, a lot drunk. And emotional. And Uh set her wedding dress on fire. Oh, now they're saying I'm not invited to the wedding, (laughs) which sucks because I already spent $300 on a dress. Do you think I can go anyway? I've received an invitation, so technically it wouldn't be wedding crashing, right? Caitlin. Girl, Caitlin, yes, it is a wedding crash because your mother just said don't come. Two, you probably shouldn't come because you still have a lot of feelings about this, clearly. Why do you even want to go to this wedding? I'd be like, exactly. you guys, I ain't coming to your stupid exactly. wedding. Like, I hate you, you know, both. Like if you're she's got really a grand willing, dress and she wants to look her best. I can right. wear that dress I mean, anywhere else. I will take that dress <laughs> to the nicest restaurant in town and I will play it up all night. Okay, you could have easily gone to Ross and bought you a dress for a third of the price. That's right? shocking. So like, I have to pay $300 for a dress for a wedding where your mother is marrying your ex-boyfriend. Love yourself. I just want us to love ourselves. And it's not worth it. It's okay for you to admit that this is bothering you. I can see you were trying to be all supportive, possibly. Like, oh, I'm going to be there for my mother even though what she did is trash. But girlfriend, trash. sometimes our parents are trash. And it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. You just have to know when your parent is a narcissist or whatever you want to label it walk away girl divorce your mother mother is like i just think we should be cool even though i'm dating your ex-boyfriend no that's not a mother thing to do it didn't work out with her and the boyfriend and the mom and he fell in love i can see it that's not what it sounds like it sounds like the mom stole the boyfriend that's certainly how she feels about it the dress, Caitlin, that was a bit much. I think I disagree. that's a bit of an overreaction. As the one who's <laughs> that's the one part you agree with? the most conservative around here, I'm like, burn it up, burn it. I can see that, Abigail. Around. You give me bus windows. I can see that. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> there are some things that I'm like, why am I defending this? No, that dress should be burned. She should not go to this wedding. She should take her dress, go to New York, mm-hmm. go to the nicest place she can, and just strut it out. That's good advice. Yeah, I think Caitlin's going to show up at this wedding. <laughs> I think she is. She is. <laughs> I'm going to get my dress from Ross, and I'm coming just to watch this. I want to watch this show. It's I'm my saying, favorite movie. Is the food paid for already, and is there an open bar? Because if and are there chairs for all the guests? Because Great. if not, I'm not, in, I'm not going. <laughs> but always. Once again, Abigail has faced another pop culture blind spot. Alexandra and I gave her a challenge to explore some pop culture moments. Alex, last week, Abigail watched Tom Cruise on Oprah, and she did not appreciate that assignment. It was was absolutely (laughs) terrible. I think it was important for you to have another reason not to like Tom Cruise. Oddly, I do agree. It just solidified what I already knew, and here we are. What did you do this week, Abigail? This week, I watched an episode from Sex and the City. It was recommended that I watch season four, episode two, The Real Me. I got to say, I'm glad my son was napping when I watched this episode. Yeah, I, not for children. Nobody told me that. It starts with the word sex in the city. They told you from the beginning. That's true. However, most mm-hmm. rom-com sitcoms like Will and Grace, things like that, they're slightly edgy-ish, but they don't really go anywhere. No, we got full-on nudity. I'm seeing a woman's breasts not 15 <laughs> minutes into this thing, as well as her backside. My word. And the F word is getting thrown around in this thing like it's going out of style. Who is airing this back in the day that this was allowed? HBO. HBO! This is an HBO original. Has That was the like reason that. to get HBO back in the day, that and The Sopranos. Well, yeah. not for my family. We didn't have no HBO. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> I enjoyed it just as much as I enjoy any rom-com. You've got the girl gang, the girly, girly, girly gang. Each of them are a little bit different, and I love these girl gangs. Yeah. Whether it's the Golden Girls or Sex in the City or any other show like this, I am like, I'm nothing like you guys, but I want to be in your group. That's how I feel. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker is a ton of fun. Her character is really down to earth and I honestly knew nothing about what to expect from this so that was a pleasant surprise a question and it's specific to the episode what's going on with these sweat stains when Miranda is working out this girl is slightly jogging on the treadmill and she's got a full-on v sweat she's got pit stains down to her waist Miranda <laughs> was always that unfortunate <laughs> yeah it's just shocking they didn't even let her have nice clothes until season five man <laughs> I mean, I believe it. Golly. What's his face? Alan Cumming from a million things and Spy Kids was in Sex and the City. And I started wondering, is Sex and the City the law and order of New York in the rom-com vein? Is that what this is? All the actors were in Sex and the City. All the actors were in Law and Order. Yes. Abigail, I think you are on to something because, yeah, yeah, you see a lot of celebrities. I'm seeing Buster from Arrested Development playing, quote-unquote, Tiger, taking the nude shots. (laughs) 
I can completely know why my mom was not letting me watch the show growing up. I'll tell you yeah. that. No, you had Margaret Cho was in this episode. Heidi yes. Klum was in this episode. Yes. It was a star-studded episode. It surely uh-huh. was. And I really enjoyed it. Lots of fun laughs. It's funny. I forget that old sitcoms have such big character stereotypes. At first, I was like, oh, my gosh, everybody is so overacting. Mm. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. Get into your vibe here. Lots of big schemes, a clean wrap-up, old-school jokes, narration, love interest, restaurants, setup, 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 setup. While sexual humor isn't often in my taste, I'm glad I watched it, and I can genuinely say I enjoyed the episode. I'm glad you enjoyed it. This is my favorite episode of the show. I also think it's a great episode you could just pluck out, and you don't have to know a lot of backstory to get what's going on. Yeah, I didn't feel like I had any trouble figuring out what was happening. It has the best line in the whole series because in the episode, Carrie, the Sarah Jessica Parker character, is asked to do a fashion show and she's really nervous about it. And she finally goes onto the runway and she takes step, 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 looks great, trips over her own shoe and falls down. And then they say, oh, my God, she's fashion roadkill. And that is my favorite line from the whole series. That was a delight to watch. The whole premise of the episode of her trying to decide if she could possibly bear to pretend to be a model. That was a little tricky because you mm-hmm. look at Sarah Jessica Parker and you're like, get out of here. Everybody knows that she's just as good looking as any other model. She could model. very so it's, easily be a model. It's a little bit hard yeah. for the average yeah. Jane <laughs> to buy that. It should have been Miranda. A little hard to buy, but that's old Hollywood, man. Would you give another episode a try? I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Sexual humor is not really my favorite. While I really enjoyed the whole show and thought it was very well done, it's just not in my lane. I watched that episode when I suggested it to you, and I have then watched the rest of season four and loved every minute of it. This was an important question people were asking when they watched the show back in the day. Which Sex and the City girl are you? Probably Miranda. I would want to be Sarah Jessica Parker because she's the cool one. You know, oh, she doesn't know how beautiful she is. <laughs> but I know that I'm Miranda. So I just accept it. It is what That's it interesting. Is. I would have assumed a Charlotte. Wait, which one was oh, Charlotte? Oh, I can see you as a Charlotte. Oh, too. Charlotte's the one who was discovering her lady bits for the first time. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I know why you assume I'm Charlotte. I'm not as nice as Charlotte is. That's the difference. Okay. It's kind of like the houses in Harry Potter. I feel like sometimes I identify with the Carrie, with a mix of Charlotte. But on some days, I'm, no, I'm not really a Miranda. But every now and then I can be a Samantha. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that, Alex. This woman is hilarious. All in all, it was a fun watch. I am so glad that I now have a point of reference when I talk about it. Thanks for the assignment. Awesome. What are you checking out next week? Next week, I'm going to be coming in hot with the Babysitter's Club. Oh, awesome. Yes! Yes. All right. Check in next week when Abigail experiences the Babysitter's Club. This weekend, I was having a conversation with a friend of the show, Tom Rhodes. Somehow, Tom and I got onto the subject of the classic 1992 pop hit, All That She Wants, by the three-hit wonder Ace of Bass. Oh, yeah. You guys know this song? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited to be reminded. Okay. Let's 
play a clip of it here. That song was a Billboard Top 10 hit. It was one of the biggest songs of the year, and it is so stupid. (laughs) As I was talking to Tom, he inspired this scene where I have imagined the lyrics of All That She Wants as if it was a dialogue between two employees at an adoption agency. Abigail, I'd like Mm. for you to read Melinda. She is the adoption advocate. And Alexandria, will you read Agency Boss? Okay. All that she wants. Interior. Adoption agency. Okay, Melinda. Moving on to the next hopeful parent on the list. You interviewed Miss Bergen this week. Tell me about her. She leads a lonely life. Oh, dear. That happened. Poor child with souls. Tell me more. She woke up late in the morning light, and the day had just begun. She opened up her eyes and thought, oh, what a morning. Well, that's nice, I guess. Not a day for work, a day for catching tan. Catching tan? Just lying on the beach and having fun. Oh, that sounds lovely. I could really go for a beach trip myself. Uh, Now, back to the point. Does she say what she wants? All that she wants is another baby. Well, I hope that you told her it's going to take a while. Oh, she's gone tomorrow. Tomorrow? That's impossible. All that she wants is another baby. (laughs) Another baby? Really? Is that all? Yeah, all that she wants is another baby. Well, I'm happy to help her, but she's going to have to wait her turn like everyone else. She's gone tomorrow, boy. Don't you dare call me boy. All that she wants is another baby. Another baby. Wait, so she currently has a baby and now wants an additional one? She leads a lonely life. See, that's the problem. So many people look to parenthood for their own personal fulfillment. And when they're still unhappy, they blame their dissatisfaction on their kids. It's sad, really. Look at this lady. She's lonely. She adopts. She's still lonely. She wants to adopt again. That's not right. It's like you want to shake her and say, yo, lady, happiness comes from within. But no, you can't do this or you'll have HR on your ass again. Anyway, I hope you told her no. She can't keep fulfilling the abyss in her soul with baby. All that she wants is another baby. Ugh, she isn't requesting an additional baby. She wants to exchange her current unsatisfying baby for another baby. Yeah. And she's gone tomorrow? Yeah. All right, sure. Swap it out for one of the ugly ones in the back. That's all that she wants. And then scene. <laughs> These lyrics oh. are absurd. Like, this is so absurd. <laughs> I'm like, I want to go back and listen. Every time I think of Ace's bass, I think of, uh, 
love me, love me. But I'm now, I'm like, what was you guys talking about? I thought they used to make sense, but no, this is absurd. (laughs) For years, I've wondered why is all that she wants another baby? I felt very bad for the baby that she currently had, who was clearly unsatisfying her and leaving her feeling lonely. And that's when Tom identified to me. He's like, I don't think she wants an additional baby. I think she wants an alternate baby. Oh, my gosh. Because the current one isn't making her happy. Leave it to men. Leave it to men to (laughs) misunderstand the seriousness of this. Some women just want more than one and then have fertility problems and can't. You and Tom. Do you think Ace of Base is talking about fertility problems? I do. I do. They were advocating before. They're advocating. There are women out there who would give anything for another. And you and Tom. I'm ashamed. Very interesting way to bring up that conversation. But, you know, go off, Ace of Base. Go off. Yes. You know, I don't know a lot about Ace of Base, so I can't necessarily confirm my viewpoint. But that's the chance I'm taking. I'm sticking my stick here in the mud. I'm not leaving this point. George, really well done. We won't make you revisit. Right. These characters, this was intense. The dialogue, the build-up. I just love the punchline. No, she wants an alternate baby. That was great, <laughs> honestly. I could not have written this. I am very impressed, per the usual. Yeah. <laughs> this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time. Bye.